Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know, because I learned the hard way. And now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Hello, 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 everyone. Linda Talaferro from the T, the Extra Effort. I know I say this every time. I just can't help it. I love this time of the week where I can come on and share my heart with you to help you over the hurdles and the roadblocks in your career journey. So for those of you who are new to me, Linda Talaferro from the T, the Extra Effort, where I help professionals get unstuck. And just as I said, walk through, go through, conquer those roadblocks, those pitfalls in their career journey to their seat at the table. So today, I'm going to talk to you today about controlling the narrative. Now, you might ask me, okay, what does that mean? Help me understand exactly what you're talking about, Linda. And I would share with you that it's a couple of things. So if you're like me in your career journey, you've had people who have written your story for you already. They've written the story for you upon either meeting you for the first time or working with you for a period of time and have decided that they know that they know that you will never be. So they've scripted your narrative. Or some people have met you, worked with you in a team environment and maybe experienced you not maybe on your best day, And that best day has then become everything for your career. Wrote your narrative. Decided what your future would look like. I'm going to share with you another narrative later on in my talk with you tonight. But if I talk to you about those two things, the first couple of examples that I gave you where somebody has said to you, you will never be. And I know from walking in that for years that it can, it can, it can hurt. It can hit you at a place, at a level that, that you then start to believe it. And when you start to believe it, you then operate, show up and walk in that because you think you'll never be. Clearly they must know because they are of some stature of some position or whatever. And they've been in this game longer than I, so they must know. Or, you know, I showed up, I was a team member, or I led an initiative, and I didn't hit a home run. I misread some data. I was wrong, made a mistake, failed. So clearly what they're saying has to be true. And so therefore, the narrative that's written out of that defines my future. I'm done. Very dangerous when we allow others to script our narrative. 
when we don't take the time, first of all, to do what you hear me talk about often is to build relationships so people can get to know you for themselves, not from what someone else has said or what someone else thinks or believes, but they know you for themselves such that when those mistakes happen or uh, misinformation takes place, that person, key stakeholder, somebody that is either the decision maker or connected to the decision maker, can say, you know what? That's not who I know. That's not who I know. So I disagree with that statement. They are not that person. That's extremely important. And you can control that if you do one of the things that I have talked about for quite a long time, and that is allowing people to get to know you for themselves, building relationships. And, and, and I will tell you, you know, you hear me talk about making mistakes and that not being a definition of who we are. The narrative also, okay, let's put aside that, let's just say, for lack of argument, you have the relationships, you are doing all those things, but the negative self-talk that we have a tendency to get into creates a narrative that gets totally out of control because we do a lot of looking to the left, looking to the right and comparing ourselves with others. We get that imposter syndrome that you've heard of quite a bit that no matter how much the data says, the results say, the evidence say that you are worthy, you just don't believe it. You don't believe it. So you operate in a different fashion. Look, you guys that have been hanging with me for a while know that there's nothing that I talk about that I haven't experienced. So if you're there, I get it. I get it because Time after time after time again, either somebody has said you'll never be, or you've made a mistake and it's cost you and you felt like it's cost you, or you're measuring yourself against Sally, Jew, Mark, and Anthony, and Paula, and Anne, and they all seem to be the bomb, although they clearly aren't, and then you look in the mirror and you wonder why. And that is because you've not truly controlled the narrative in its reality. You've allowed it to just grow and just take a shape of its own. But there's a time in our career where those lies and scheming can take control. And that's what we do not want to allow. You want to write the narrative. You know your value. You self-advocate, you control what is being said about you and rewriting, or as I like to say, script the flip. You control that. It's so extremely important that we do that. And you might say, how? How do I do that, Linda? Showing up authentically, consistently strong and not being afraid to allow people to get to know you for you so that when they hear something different than what they've gotten to know, 
they can stop it. They can stop it in the tracks. And as I said earlier, state, look, that's not, for example, the Michelle that I know. That's not the Linda that I know. That's not the Ted that I know. So clearly you, whoever, are wrong. Controlling the narrative is so important. I can give you a few examples. I know in my career, when I had decided that I was going to do what I always said I wasn't going to do, and that is allow people to get to know me, make friends at work, it was important for me to make sure that I did it in a genuine fashion. So no, I wasn't code switching for anyone. So I was going to be Linda. And I wanted them to get to know me, not the person they thought or the person they heard about. So I had to be intentional about that. And it was complete opposite of everything that I had inside of me. (laughs) Everything, no joke, complete opposite. Because I wasn't trying for you to get to know me. I ain't come to work to make friends. But I realized that once I did that, once I did that, I'm going to tell you that was the difference maker in my career. Because once I did that, in my early days, when an opportunity existed that I didn't even know existed, somebody else said, hey, before you fill that role with someone outside, you need to talk to Linda, who's already in the company. And I'm going to tell you, that was the difference. That was my first step into the executive position was because I made sure that I scripted the flip. Whatever people knew about me at the time, I worked diligently for them to know what I wanted them to know about me, the truth of who I am, how I show up, why I am who I am, why I do what I do, how I fake, not what someone else interprets was the difference in somebody making a phone call and saying, hey, I know you have an opening. You're about to hire from the outside. Don't do that because there's somebody inside you need to talk to. Now, I could have just hung out and said, you know what? I don't care. You know, my work product's the bomb. I'm working hard every day. And if they can't see that, shame on them. I would not to this day be sitting in this vice president seat I have today, if I hadn't made that mindset shift and decided I wanted to control the narrative. Now, is this an easy thing to do? Absolutely not. It takes, my word for 2021, it takes resilience, the ability to bounce back because we hear some junk You know, we got people that are naysayers. You know, we have people that become roadblocks and they will try to script that flip for you. They will try to write that narrative and they will put a bunch of junk in our way. I'm not going to pretend to tell you that those people don't exist. So it's not going to be easy, but nothing worth it usually is easy. What it will take is intentionality. What it will take is your focus. What it will take is you knowing your worth and your value. What it would take is not accepting no for an answer. What it will take is your perseverance, your resilience. What it will take is your high emotional intelligence. Because you're going to have to do this in a way that 
gets attention and holds attention and doesn't create somebody else writing a different narrative about you because you can't handle a challenging situation properly. So clearly not easy, but I will tell you it's definitely worth it. And if you start to build those relationships and if you control the narrative and if it gets around who you are, why you are who you are, what you stand for, then when it's time to get your shoulder tapped, which I got my shoulder tapped, which I shared with you, the fact that you controlled the narrative will help you get your shoulder tapped. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But if you decide that you're just going to sit back and let the wheels spin as they may, let whatever come, come, that I will tell you, you most likely won't get your shoulder tap. You can't control the narrative without being arrogant just by stating the facts. You don't have to necessarily be constantly I, I, I. But if you're speaking with the data, you're speaking with the facts, if you have regular engagement and conversation, it becomes very apparent who the person is. Now, when you talk about other people taking credit, been there, done that, I relate to you. Been there, done that. Pick your battles. I'm going to tell you, there has been times when someone has taken a full presentation of work that I did and taken credit for it. And I had to strategically decide, was it big enough for me to, with high emotional intelligence at the time, check the person during the meeting and make the correction? Or was it a pass? I've had bosses take credit for work they clearly didn't do. But I had to strategically pick my times when I wanted to have those battles and then with very high emotional intelligence and executive presence during the presentation, I would make corrections. Because when somebody hasn't done the work, they can't answer the questions. They can't pose certain comments because they don't have the experience. They didn't do the work. So I would say pick your battles on the taking credit. Be fully present. When you decide it's strategically wise for you to raise up and show that you are the person that did the work. And arrogance does not equate to confidence. Be confident. Be authoritative. Stand with your high gravitas. And it will not come across arrogant. It will not. Trust me, I've been there. I've done it. It's all about how you say it. It's all about how you present it and being strategic and mindful in doing it because it can come out. It, it can, it can shift. There's no doubt about it and go left in a minute. And we don't want that to happen. That's how you control the narrative. It starts with, I'm going to tell you though, for Wendy's question, and everybody else, you've heard me talk. Your relationships are foundation. I am telling you, it is no joke to have relationships. You can be engaged and proactive, but if you don't have those people supporting you when you're not in a room, just like I said earlier, when you don't have those people saying, hey, that's not the person I know, it doesn't matter how engaged and thorough you are. It doesn't matter how proactive you are. You need those people speaking for you on your behalf. They help you rewrite the narrative. They help you control the narrative because you can't be in every room. You can't be at every table all the time. So 
That is my tidbit for this Transformational Tuesday. A way to help get your shoulder tapped is you control the narrative. You build relationships. Sometimes winning means moving. Toxic environments, definitely. But remember, remember, make sure that if the moving is happening, it's happening for the right reason. Because you may have heard me say before, everywhere you go, there you are. Okay? Everywhere you go, there you are. So make sure that you aren't taking a lot of your stuff with you that you didn't correct and fix in the previous situation or the previous atmosphere. But if it's toxic, I'm with you. It is time to move on. So control that narrative, build those relationships, strategically advocate for yourself, know what battles to pick when, and then how to fight them with high emotional intelligence and executive presence. Thank you all for joining me. I put a link in here. Would love, would love if you need help controlling your narrative, if you want to make sure you get your shoulder tapped, or you want to make sure you've done all the work you need so you can get unstuck to get your shoulder tapped, click on that link, fill out that application, schedule a call with me, and let's get about getting that work done. Get about getting that work done. And until next time, control that narrative. Script the flip. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.